It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome aboard, Dennis Stuckey, Brady Beaton, the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. And uh, a lot to talk about. It was a busy weekend since the last time we've done a show. We actually saw a lot of stuff this weekend. We did. We have a few things we have to take care of in the open before we get into all that. First of all, I don't know why my computer's doing this, but the last three games I've done, it has not recorded the game properly. So I apologize to the St. Clair PH game and for the Cardinal Mooney and Richmond Boys and Girls game. I went to upload them, and it only recorded the first, like, 20 seconds for some reason. Interesting. I don't know why. It did that for the Marine City Notre Dame prep football game, too, and I was upset when that happened. Yes, you were. So I've tried to fix a few things. Um, if it doesn't work tonight, I will just have to go about it a different way. And it's a little more, I would say just Neanderthalish with technology, <laughs> but it's, uh, it will record it. And it's important for me and obviously you to get the games up because it is cool to go back and listen to the game that you played. And I know if, if I had this when I was in high school, I'd have been listening to every game I played. Of course you would. <laughs> You'd be listening intently to hear that one basket that you got. Hey, I did get one basket, <laughs> and I would have been excited for it. Um, the other thing is, Dennis, I would say we were off the mark, but you were a little more off the mark than me with this one. The whole bellinger Balanze thing. Yeah, his dad's not who you thought he was. No. He, he wasn't the, the, the border cat. He let us know. He goes, yeah, I can barely skate. And, yeah, he was the one that had Eric Parker say Balanze. Okay. So, so well, even though you can't skate, your kid can skate. And Northern actually had some nice results over the weekend. Well, they we'll got, talk about yeah, that. Yeah, they got the win over Plymouth, the yeah, game well, that we wish we could have gone to. But um, I would have still called him Bellinger until <laughs> somebody came up and corrected me. <laughs> and the thing is. See, I'm old. So right. I don't believe social media. <laughs> right. When somebody tweets well, something, I, I'm like, whatever. I don't. I still am not 100 percent sure what the actual pronunciation is. I don't know if he did that for like, like as the joke, or if that's actually what it is. And people, other people, were running with it. <laughs> I don't know what it actually is at this point. Well, we'll we'll switch it to. Belanger, I've got a Northern game later this week, I think. I think on like Tuesday or Wednesday. Yeah. We'll have to figure that out and get that for certain. This is becoming this year's Johannesburg Lewiston is in the UP fiasco. <laughs> that was fun because that was actually their coach yeah. that, that got uh, got all fired up about that. We're yeah. Like, eh. We're like, yeah, Ubley went up there and won by 56 points. So, yeah. What well, are you crying about? Because they were playing like Iron Mountain. Yes, yeah, so I've got a, a Northern Cranbrook game on the 15th. So we'll figure it out by the 15th. That's yeah. Wednesday, so we'll have a show. I've also got them on the 18th against Flint Powers. There we go. So do you have anything else for the intro? Because, Dennis, since our last podcast, we've seen two, five, six games in the last three days. Something like that. I actually uh, had to work on Sunday. You did. Which was uh, actually kind of fun uh, going down to Callahan Hall. Um, I didn't meet him. Like, I didn't go up and shake his hand. But Juwan Howard was sitting, like, two seats from me. Right. They're all – I mean, I saw the report that there was, like, 
I thought Michigan. I heard Michigan State was there. Uh, Oakland, Toledo, a bunch of other D ones were there watching the Huskies play. So yeah, it was a, it was a lot of fun. Saw some hockey on uh, Saturday, and uh, there was uh, boys and girls basketball Saturday for you. Plus, we each saw a game back on uh, Friday. That's probably where we'll begin. We'll just backpedal. We'll just go chronologically through what we saw, and then we'll talk about everything else, and then we'll talk about what we have tonight and tomorrow because it's busy. It's going to be interesting too. Yes, so uh, it's all coming right here on the uh, Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports podcast. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention, the herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 800- 250-7520. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Hi, Chip Mortimer here. So much depends on your roof. Mortimer Lumber proudly features the Landmark Series Shingle from CertainTeed Roofing. Landmark Shingles come in many colors to surely enhance the look of your home. Landmark Shingles offer a limited lifetime warranty, so you can be assured your roof will last for generations to come. Stop by Mortimer Lumber at 24th and Lapeer in Port Huron. Our expert staff will be glad to help answer all of your questions. Mortimer Lumber has locations in Port Huron, Emily City, Sandusky, and Bad Axe. Hey guys, Brady Beaton here to let you know that TP Logos is now at their brand new location. Now located at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville, TP Logos has the largest in-stock selection of your team's spirit wear. While the location has changed, the service has not. They still will handle all of your custom screen printing and embroidery needs. Check out tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products, including Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. Don't wait weeks for your gear. Get it in days with TP Logos. Take advantage of high market values by tapping into your home's equity with a low-rate home equity line of credit from Advia Credit Union. Use the cash for seasonal spending, consolidating high-interest debt, and much more. Learn more and get started online at adviacu.org forward slash HELOC. All loans subject to approval. Equal housing opportunity. NMLS number 401863. 
Dura Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Dura Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Dura Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. Dura Clean by Bachelor. Magna International is North America's largest auto supplier and now calls the Blue Water area home. Our new plant, located on Range Road in St. Clair, will have great opportunities for all members of the community. Named to Fortune Magazine's World Most Admired Companies two years in a row, Magna offers many different career opportunities. Wages start from $17 and up. Go to magna.com forward slash careers to apply today. Again, magna.com forward slash careers to join our team and create the future of mobility together. Finding that missing shin guard, remembering whether it's a home or away game, getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things, like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref. That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. You are back with uh, Dennis and uh, Brady. High school uh, basketball uh, is where we will uh, start. Real quick, there was something I forgot in the intro. We passed 300 games on Friday. Yes, we did. That was a lot of fun. Um, I'm kind of proud of that, uh, that between the two two people and in a year and a half with a COVID year to start with. Right, with two months off, basically. Yeah, uh, that we've managed to do 300 games. Essentially in two, uh, two and a half, th- three and a half high school sports seasons and then a week or two of a fourth or fifth. We got to 300, and we'd probably make a bigger deal about it, but honestly, the way we're going, we'll probably be at 400 during baseball and softball season. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if we'll get to 500 this year. It'll depend it'll on the be, post seasons. Yes. Um, but well, one thing it'll that, be close because we did 240-something last year, and we're going to do close to 260 this year. Well, the one thing that's going to help us is our basketball schedule that we've done only runs through – like the middle of February, because that's when the MAC tournament start and hockey postseason. So whatever we have for basketball, we're gonna add another twenty games, because the MAC tournament's gonna fill up a week or two, and then the hockey playoffs are gonna fill up more. So I think we'll get close to five hundred by the end of the year. So that's kind of fun. That is kind of fun. Pete's working for a living. It does be working for a living. Uh, do you want to start with game number 300? We'll start with game number 300. And, uh, uh, again, this kind of went the way I thought it might go. Um, although, I again, don't judge Marysville on this game. Crosslex is this good, is what I will say. The, the Pioneers beat the Vikings 63-19, to but keep in mind what the Pioneers did to Harbor Beach, 
Um, the, the, they can score. They can defend. And Marysville is a young team. But I think the Vikings will improve as the season goes on. And not every night are you going to have a team come out and uh, let me see here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Bury nine threes on you, eight in the first half. Right. Uh, I mean, that just, it, it was a blitzkrieg. Croslex came out and won the first quarter 29 to six. Didn't you say, and I thought you said the, they ended the first half on like a 38 to two run. Yes. At one point, they had a 20 to nothing run from the end of the first quarter into almost halftime. And they went on a 38-2 to run overall to close out the first half of the uh, the game. Uh, and then, you know, the, the second half was running time. And the score was much closer. And both teams got a lot of different kids in. I, I think everybody played on both sides in this basketball game. Um, and, uh, you know, Marysville also, they they struggled shooting the basketball. But, again... I put a lot of that on the way Crosslex plays, and I also think that as the season progresses, some of these shots are going to start falling for some of these guys because we know that Cole Bowman can shoot the basketball. I like Tyler Simpson and uh, Trent Glass. Uh, I thought Colin Sherrard is another guy to keep your eye on Mm -hmm. this season um, for this team. So uh, I, I don't think, again, seeing this game, I don't think that's Marysville. I think that's Crosslex. The Pioneers are good, Brady. You've seen them play. Yes. Losing Soper and Johnson hasn't made that big of a deal to them in the first two games. No, and they, I mean, they've obviously changed up their style, Dennis. I mean, they've shot, they shoot more threes now. They they lost a bit of their height and their size with some of the other players like Noel uh, and Durand leaving. Those were some of like taller players, so they don't have necessarily the height they did last year, but they still bring the same defensive pressure. They still pass the ball beautifully. Offensively, it flows just unbelievably well. Yeah, like I said, they maybe took a slight step back because you kind of have to when you lose yeah. your all-time leading scorer and your third all-time leading scorer, but... It's not much. But it also opens if, up opportunities right. for guys. So, you know, we knew Jake Towns was going to score, and he had 10. But Peyton Edwards, that's a name. He played last year, and I'd forgotten about him. He had 10 points. He looked really good. Sage Slanik had 10 points. Zach Kretsch had 9 points. Kalakovich had 7 points. He hardly played. Right. And, uh, yeah, so you're right. I don't think you can – judge Marysville to the full extent by that because Croslex is a completely different animal. Marysville now 0-2, and they had a couple tough losses early to BWAC foes. I mean, at Yale's a tough place to play, and that was what a – what did we see, like a three-point game or so? It was a close game going into the fourth quarter. Yeah, it ended up 65-50, to but, yeah, it was a tighter game than that. With not a lot of time to play. Marys was only going to have one game in 20 days. They host New Haven on the 16th. And then they don't play again until they play at SC4 when they take on Bishop Foley. So they're going to have a lot of time to get in the gym and 
That's a rivalry game, too, by the way. Yes, it is. Because <laughs> Shunk and Stefani know each other, the yep, coach. They for, went to college together. Yeah, they played club baseball at uh, Central together. So, yeah, it might not seem like a rivalry, but for the coaches, it's a it's rivalry. It's a rivalry for me. Yeah. So, so long as Coach Shunk <laughs> has them ready to go for that game. You know, usually people root for their alma mater. Them, well, who would you root for if Bishop Foley ever played Caro? Um, ooh, that's a tough one. And they could play each other, theoretically, because they're both small schools. And they're not that far from each other. Yeah, it's a drive. You have to get on 75 and Right, and but it's not like it's, it's... And then it's about 30 miles in. to the west side, but, like, there have been weirder matchups. Richmond and Parma Western played in football. Yeah, they did. I'm still trying to figure that one out, even though that was uh, yeah. it was fun going there. Yeah, that was a beautiful setup. <laughs> anyway, we're... Yeah, we're off track. We're off track again. So think about that. Uh, but I'd, I'd probably root. Budget. I'd probably root for uh, for Carroll in that one. Oh wow! Yeah. Um, Marysville's got time in the gym to get better. Cross Lex, they have a game tonight against Brown City. And uh, Dennis, I just want to ask you real quick: Do you know what happened one thousand and twenty-eight days ago that hasn't happened since? What? Cross Lex losing the game in their gymnasium <laughs> the last time the Croslex pioneers lost a game in Croslex high school was let me it was february 19th 2019 they lost a one point game to richmond at home since then they have not lost a game in that gymnasium and based on a very small sampling, it looks to me like early on, and we haven't seen many teams, but we've both seen Richmond, and we both like Richmond. Right. Richmond cross Lex is it, – it's premature for me to call that for the title. <laughs> but until I see some other teams or until somebody beats one of these two teams, I just feel like they're the two best teams right now in the BWAC. Hold on real quick. So, And, again, there's a lot of basketball to be played. So we'll see what happens. So not in, so games that have actually been played, so not including the forfeit from last year. If my math is correct, Cross-Lex is riding a 31-game regular season winning streak. That's pretty good. That is – pretty good they bring in brown city and i've been a little disappointed with the green devils they are the yeah the, the brown city green devils that's always messed me up you want them to be the brown devils so bad don't you it just i mean the green devils are fine but you're called brown city like someone <laughs> had to think that was weird anyway uh they started off zero and two and i kind of gave them a little love in the preseason they lost to Laker by eight, and they lose at home to Elmont by two. I was hoping maybe they would be 2-0 and going into this matchup and we'd have a little more to it. I still think we do, but I'm not as high on this game as I was maybe a week ago, but it's still going to be two, two of the better players in the area in Gaden Muxlow and Curtis Stanley going into Cross-Lex, a game that Cross-Lex dominated from the jump last year and now it's in cross lex's barn that should be interesting well stanley mcdonald is a matchup 
Yes, it is. Um, that that could be uh, fun in this uh, game. And then, uh, like, I don't know who who you would say Muxlow matches uh, up against, but if, if he's got to deal with uh, Kalakovic or Townsend, he's going to have somebody in his face, right? All game. It's that that's going to be the interesting one because Muxlow has the size. So uh, if you put Townsend or Kalakovic on him, he's got about on Townsend six inches, maybe depending on what he actually five inches and you worry about him going in the post but that's why this game's going to be a fun one and we'll see tonight it's our lone game tonight i'll be on the call about set we say seven o'clock but oh we have found out that they never start at actually seven o'clock <laughs> um so you want to talk about my game now From, yeah because you had a good one i thought yeah I, I did it was i was very curious to see port here on traveled to st Clair. port here on took care of business against uh, Anchor Bay, St. Clair fell to Armada in their openers. And the first quarter was really close. St. Clair got off to a hot start. The PH stormed out to a lead, and St. Clair went on a run to make it 14-13 to to end the first quarter. And from that point, St. Clair's defense is what won them the game. They ended up winning the game 46-34. They gave up 21 points in the final 18 minutes of basketball. That is what won them the game. They gave up five points in the second and fourth quarters. And Port Huron could never get into a rhythm. Their leading scorers were Connor Rosenau and Aubin Wallenfang. They each had eight. And Port Huron has some really nice players. I was impressed with Wallenfang and Rosenau. Nate Oriole did a good job along with uh, Coronado running the point. Coronado had seven points. Um, they, they just couldn't get into a groove offensively. Like, like they, they didn't really have a rhythm. There was never a time they'd score on multiple possessions and get a run going after the first quarter. And another thing... That hurt them is we talked about St. Clair's duo inside with Richardson and Pennewell, how they just rotate, rotate, rotate. Aaron Smith picked up some quick fouls. He had three in the first half and got his fourth moments into the third quarter. And after that point, they had to get him out, and he's their biggest inside presence. And Kai Pennewell and Hunter Richardson combined for 15 points. Pennewell had 11 of those 15, and they both played really well on the interior. A lot of that came when Aaron Smith was out of the game due to foul trouble. But Port Huron couldn't get offense going. St. Clair played really well defensively. Eli Lore ended with 12 points. Pennewell with 11. They shot the three well. Lore had a had two triples. Jared Cramp hit a three. Luke Ellis hit a three. Cam Bleasdale hit a three. Uh, Braylon Essien also hit one from downtown. They got a lot of shooting and a lot of scoring from different areas that they hadn't gotten before. Yeah. Um, it seems to me like a formula for St. Clair against their opponents is they they play ragged enough that it kind of throws the, the pace of the game and, it, and it's hard for the other team to kind of get a flow. It's not up and down basketball when you're playing right. the Saints. They kind of muddle it up, and that works for them. They do, and then offensively, you can tell they're starting to to really get into the new system. I mean, both these teams are under a new head coach this year, and and they, they move the ball really nicely. Uh, and you can tell they've played together for a while. 
that they have the most returners, that they do have that chemistry out there. Um, a, a nice bounce back for Marine City. I saw them against Richmond, and I just thought, mm, the, the, the Mariners are going to play tough, but they're going to have problems scoring. And then I see they get 58 points against Clintondale. That's a very nice game and a nice win for Marine City on Friday. They beat Clintondale 58-46 to um, after losing by 20 at uh, Richmond. Uh, Romeo and Anchor Bay had a two-point game. Romeo wins that one, 41-39. You mentioned Elmont beating Brown City by two, 48-46. That was a good one. Imlay City's boys beat uh, Flint. We'll get to the Imlay City girls in a moment. Their weekend was stupid. Uh, Imlay City beats Flint Southwestern, 58-51. Uh, Vassar over Memphis, 49-46. There were some close games on Friday in our area. Bad Axe beat Sandusky 55-31. to South Lake over New Haven 54-47. Marlette beat USA 52-43. Deckerville 59, KPAC 51. In overtime, CPS got by Mayville 37-31. And uh, Little New Haven Merritt beat Austin Catholic 51-35 in boys basketball on Friday. All right. You want to stay with the boys or you want to go Is that everything for Friday? That's all Friday's boys. We had some stuff on Saturday. So, all right, let's you know what? Let's just make this a long segment. Uh, do you want to talk about the games we saw, or at least I saw on Saturday to get this going? Yeah, go ahead. Because I saw a pair of games. Uh, Cardinal Mooney played Richmond and started off with girls in the Dave Jackson tip-off classic, and they do a really nice job um, there, and I they just they did a really good job with the whole event. Mooney and Richmond girls started off the day, and Richmond girls had been in a rut. They, they didn't win a game in a shortened season last year. They won one game the year before that. And I was like, all right, what is this Richmond team going to be? They struggled at Marine City. However, I was kind of impressed with some players for Richmond. Are they going to be world beaters? I don't think so. But they have talented ball players on their team. Uh, Liz Coker, just a freshman, she had 10 points, including a couple threes. Ashley Halligan does a nice job bringing the ball up for Richmond. Liv Toit played a lot of the game, and they rotate a lot of players. And and you can tell on different nights, you can get different girls to score. They, They just... They scored in bunches. They were up 27-15 at the half. Their their pressure didn't allow Mooney to ever get anything going. Excuse me, going. Abby Hop was the only player that got really a lot for Mooney uh, during the bulk of that game. They shut down everyone else, and I bet you they forced 25-30 turnovers. Wow. Like, it was a lot. Like, there were a lot of just – they, they, Mooney wasn't ready for the press, and they came with the full-court press, and there was nothing they could do about it, and Richmond got a lot of easy baskets, but they also had a lot of set plays, and they could score in the half court as well. For a team that had lost, I think it was 34 straight going into that game, sure didn't look like it. Like That's the team that's going to win some games this year. All right. Well, that's good news there because, yeah, it's been a struggle for the Richmond girl. I know we did one game in the postseason yeah. uh last year and that was not a good game no it was St. Clair took it to them very convincingly but they're not going to be a pushover this year or at least not what I maybe I saw the best game they'll play all year but like I said 
will they compete with MLA City for a BWAC title? Probably not. But are they a team that on any given night can beat you? From what I saw on Saturday, yeah. Yeah, they have some nice players. And, and again, having a freshman that's scoring in double digits for you is always nice. Uh, okay, the boys game. Uh, Dennis, you are very right about the Richmond guards. Quan Haskins, Carl Stevens, and Marcus Thompson. All three are juniors. All three would be a welcome addition on any basketball team in the area. That is a three-headed monster that is tough to stop. Richmond beat Mooney 65-45. Now, the game was closer than 20 points. It uh, Richmond got off to a hot start. I think they hit four, four or five threes in the opening quarter. And they were battling back for until basically the end of the third quarter, anywhere from that 10 to 3 point range. Like Mooney got it down to 3 at one point, and then I think it was Carl Stevens got the ball and went down the court and got a layup to make it 5 points again. Uh, Juan Haskins ended up with 19. Carl Stevens ended up with 14. Uh, Marcus Thompson had 7, and Blake Rajewski had 8. While their guards are good, they have a bunch of different big men they can substitute in there. They started Sebastian Mays and Max Tyler. They then rotated in Blake Rajewski and Kyle Bartolomucci. And Dennis, you look at their roster. They don't have a senior on their team. Yeah, and, and uh, all the names that you're saying are all the guys that stuck out in the Marine City game. And in between those two games, they went to Frazier and got a buzzer beater win from uh, Haskins, hit one at the buzzer, and Stevens had 19 points in that game, and Haskins had 14 points. Um, and that's a nice win on the road at the buzzer in Frazier. Right. They Again, also, is Frazier winning a state championship? No. But is that a tough place to go and play a basketball they game? They were also yes. down, I believe, 18 or 20 points at the half. Yeah, so that's came a, back and won. That's a big win for them, and that's a three and zero start for them. That is, and the thing like their guards, you can, they will be at the dinner table with any other guards in the area outside Tyler Jamison because he's in a class by himself. Yeah, um, but they're big men. They're not going to make you go, "Oh my God, this kid's going to go play college basketball," but they. If you don't have the size or you don't have the athleticism, because their big men aren't lumbering huge guys that just sit in the paint. They can go out on the on the perimeter. Rajewski hit two threes, and that was early in the game that really got them going. They, if you don't have the big men to stack up, like if you're undersized, Richmond can just feed it in the post and, and take care of it that way. They'll beat you on the boards. They have a very nice mix of guard and big play. Yeah, and and the the big men they're not thick, but they're long. They are. They have a lot of wingspan between them. Yeah, like it's it is very impressive because the thing is like there's not like drop off. Like I said, they started Mays and Tyler when they went to Rajewski and Bartolomucci. I didn't think there was that much of a difference, at least from my perspective, watching one game, uh, and even. Even another guy that came in, Gavin Yelinchich, came off the bench. He he gave them good minutes. He would play on a lot of other teams. Yeah. I think Richmond's actually 
pretty deep of, of the teams I've seen other than Croslex. Richmond might be the other team in the area that, that you're like, they're deep. They can play 10 kids. Yes. Richmond impressed me for Mooney. Trent Rice, uh, he, his speed just keeps impressing me. He had 18. He ended up fouling out in, in, in the game. He, uh, he was just slashing to the hoop. And Richmond has athletic players. And Rice has just such a quick first step. But they couldn't get anyone else going. Luke Julio had nine. Uh, and Ryan Trombley had six. They... They tried to get inside to Dom Catavera, who's kind of taking the big men role. Julian Iadisi didn't really get much going. Brian Everhart couldn't get on a roll. And anytime Mooney would claw within five or claw within three, it seemed like, boom, Richmond go down, hits a three or gets an and one or just something that just stopped the momentum in Mooney's tracks. All right, I'm going to backpedal just a little bit, give you Friday's girls' scores okay, um, and comment – where you feel fit. Cass City beats North Branch 39-36. The Fighting Bradys of Lutheran North beat Armada 51-41. That's uh, – the, the, I'm, I'm assuming the McClellan girls are back there. That must gonna, be. Uh, let me see what district they're in because Lord knows I'm going to end up having to do them <laughs> again. They win every time Brady's there. Uh, Kingston beat Crosslex 42-23. Uh, uh, Clawson over New Haven, 35-31. Deckerville beat KPAC, 44-11. Oakland Christian over Elmont, uh, 42-35. And I saved this oh. one for last. Imlay City, 71. Flint Southwestern, 6. Yeah. And that was just the start of the weekend for they, the Lady they Spartans. They lost to Lanscruz North. Lanscruz North still has a lot of really nice players. By the way, Lutheran North actually is not in a district with any local teams. They're with Kingswood, Clawson, Lampfear, Notre Dame Prep, and Warren Michigan Collegiate. God, good riddance. <laughs> um, uh, then on Saturday, MLA City beat Deckerville 66-21. to So in two games, they gave up 27 points, and they scored 130-something. 130 Jeez. 137. All right. Well, let's, t- let's take an overdue break. And then we have uh, – I think we do. We have a little more girls to talk about, or is yeah, that? We've got some more girls and some more boys because yes. uh, I saw the Huskies on Sunday, and we'll have some hockey to talk about. And then in our last segment, what we'll talk about what's coming up this week? I know we talked got about, another busy week. We talked about uh, Brown City uh, Croslex, but we'll have more. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice. And the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 800- 250 7520 
Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit at Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. What passions do you want to pursue next in life? Do you want to be a sculptor, a volunteer, teach your grandkids to fish? Your Ameriprise financial advisor, Dave Betts, can help you plan for the life you want today and well into the future. With the right financial advisor, life can be brilliant. Call Dave Betts at 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc. Member FINRA and SIPC. Take advantage of high market values by tapping into your home's equity with a low-rate home equity line of credit from Advia Credit Union. Use the cash for seasonal spending, consolidating high-interest debt, and much more. Learn more and get started online at adviacu.org forward slash HELOC. All loans subject to approval. Equal housing opportunity. NMLS number 401863. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our guarantee. Looking for that perfect first vehicle for your kid's Sweet 16? Maybe you just want a quality vehicle at a fair price. Whatever your needs are, Jepson Car Company will take care of you. Located at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair, Jepson has a wide variety of pre-owned vehicles that can fit your budget. With a great selection for first-time car buyers, check out their website at jepsoncarco.com. That's J-E-P-S-O-N-C-O.com. Or give them a call at 810-662-3048 to find the perfect ride. This is Nash Phillips. I'm a class of 2022 senior and varsity football player at Port Huron High. As a Port Huron School student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region. The district provides personal success for all students because each Port Huron School's journey is unique and special. I know I am supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the football field. I also know they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron Schools have prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Magna International would like to thank the Blue Water area for welcoming us into their community. We are excited to put our roots down in this beautiful, growing area. As the largest auto supplier in North America, we are thrilled to call Blue Water area home and look forward to many, many years in this wonderful community. Our brand new facility is located off of Range Road in St. Clair, Michigan. Magna is a proud sponsor of Blue Water Area High School Athletics. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. 
Your kids, your schools, your sports. You're back with Dennis and Brady. Tri-County Equipment. Get stuck on sports uh, podcast. Maybe this is uh, appropriate. Get your Emily City stuff ready. Yeah. Um, Because Emily City beat Deckerville 67-52 in a game on Saturday, uh, rounding out all but one boy score. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The um, Emily City boys are a team that a year ago – were kind of Jekyll and Hyde. Like, there were some nights where, like, wow, they're, they really played well. Like, if they played well, they played really well. But if they were off, they were way off. And there didn't seem to be in between. They started off 3-0, and and I got some stats from their coach. Uh, the, their junior, Bo Hund, which I don't remember that name a, a I lot. Do. I remember saying it, but, like, not being – the big score last Because that year. was the other thing I was going to say about Imlay City is there were five or six guys that kind of rotated as their mm-hmm. leading scorer. Like, it wasn't Parker Lewis every time. It was him more often than not. Yeah, there was when it wasn't, Lou and Hund and a few other guys. Uh, yeah, Lugerai. So, yeah, so I got some stats. Uh, Bo Hund averaging 15 and 10 a game, which is impressive, along with three assists. Grady Nash. A senior, he is averaging twelve uh, and nine a night, and then Holden Red is averaging ten a game. Yeah, Red was another one. So they have they've played, they've kind of played competition outside the area, outside of the Deckerville game. They beat what Flint uh, International, was Flint that? International, and Flint Southwestern. Yeah, and Flint Southwestern, if I remember, is usually a decent program. Yeah, I may be thinking of a different Flint team, but. They played them at home and they beat them. Let me pull up there. They're zero and two on the year. Uh, Flint Southwestern lost at home to Saginaw. I don't know what Saginaw. Saginaw's is. usually pretty good. So yeah, a year ago they were six and four, and it looks like they were coveted out of the playoffs. Okay, so on Sunday, that would be yesterday. Yeah, yes. that was yesterday. Wow, time flies when you're having fun. Went down to Callahan Hall for the Callahan Challenge. That's report here on uh, Northern Boys. We're playing against uh, Novi Detroit Catholic Central. Whew. Get that out. It's dumb. You can't have two cities in your name. That Does Novi even border Detroit? Uh, yeah, I think so. Is there a, a border that you can go directly from Novi to Detroit? I think so. Still dumb. <laughs> Anyways, uh, in this uh, game, first off, l- let me tell you that the Shamrocks are loaded. Right. Uh, they they are loaded. And their big guy, Cooper Craggs. Isn't he an Oakland commit? Um, yeah, but uh, I'm telling Juwan Howard was there. Guys from Michigan State were there. They, they might want to talk to this kid. <laughs> um, also, Novi does not border Detroit. Doesn't it? No, you have Farmington Hills and oh, those and, don't count. And Southfield around it. So. Those those are like a block long. Anyway, the point is you're not, you're not Detroit Catholic Central when you're a half hour from Detroit proper. Cooper Craggs is big. Like I, I said at one point, his name shouldn't be Cooper Craggs. His name should be Boban Craggs. <laughs> <laughs> how like what? How t- did they have heights listed? Or? They they didn't. And actually, they had a taller kid, but not as physically strong. Like Craggs was. Big and just physically strong. Think of like Fletcher or Braden McGregor, but basketball is the sport that 
the kid plays, and, not football. And, like, give me a guesstimate of height. I don't know. He he was probably 6'5". Okay, so, so he wasn't like... No, he seven. wasn't 7 feet tall, but he was bigger than anybody else on the court except his teammate, Nasco, who is probably 6'7 or taller. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was just thick, strong, and skilled um, for, for a big guy. And when he got the ball in the post, he was not going to be stopped. Uh, in fact, to, to try to slow him down, the Huskies put uh, Tyler Jamison on him because he's probably their biggest guy. And all that did was get Tyler into some foul trouble. But at that point of the game, yeah, Tyler was going to play until he fouled out, and he never did because he's a smart basketball player. Um, and uh, by the way, Tyler Jamison, 26 points in this game, and the Huskies only scored um, 37 um, I thought, though, that, like, Luke Maher uh, played a good uh, ball game um, and um, Malachi Mitchell played a, a, a didn't score but, but played a, a good ball game. But the younger guys on Northern, Evan DeLong, they're going to have to score. Yeah. They're going to they're gonna have to come up with something for Northern to have some success because Tyler does the best he can. He puts the team on his back and he goes. Right. We, we knew going into the season that, yes, he's going to lead the way, but you need at least one other guy that doesn't have to give you 15, 20, that can go off for 8 to 12 a game, put get a basket a quarter, and just be a dump-off guy. And not that Ryan McNeil last year was, because Ryan McNeil was a very nice basketball player in his own right, but he was the kind of guy, if you started getting too focused on Tyler Jamison, it was dumped off to McNeil, and any game he could go off for 20. Like, I think he had a game up to near 25 points a year ago. Well, I mean, just uh, I'll use – it's not fair to use Catholic Central as the thing, but their guy scores 26, but then they also have six guys that score between five and nine points. Yeah. That's what the Huskies need to go with Tyler. They need to find six guys who can score between five and nine points – and then Northern will be up in the, the 50s and the 60s and have chances to win games in the MAC. Mm-hmm. So that, that, was, that was just my one thing. But Tyler is everything that I, I – he's just, he's just stupid good. Right. And, and, and you can you, – he's smart. He's aggressive. He, he doesn't care who sta- – he doesn't care that Craig's is standing in front of the basket. He's going to drive the ball down the lane – get to the hoop, and find a way to score. Right, and he does it kind of, uh, not methodically isn't the word I'm looking for, but he's not, like, you don't. he doesn't look like he's trying to score every single basket every single time. Like, he does it within the offense at times, and he knows when to turn it on and when to go, okay, I'm not passing the ball, or go, okay, let's move the ball around, and he, he's very good at not, of uh, doing it within the offense. Well, the the other thing, too, is everybody comes to him, and he's good at getting the ball to an open guy. Um, you, you know, McNeil made a living off of getting down, getting open by the side of the basket, and he was the, the best player right. I've ever seen at just shooting it off the glass and scoring an easy. Because well, he, he knew where where he needed to be. Uh, and, and they had one play like that yesterday with McRoby. And I'm like, well, you know, it was McNeil last year. Maybe it can be McRoby this year. But 
It only happened once in the game. So, again, I think these are things that will develop as the season goes because, again, uh, like a lot of teams we talk about in our area, Northern's pretty young. Yes. Um, and and even, even Tyler, we have to remember, is just a junior. Right. We got another year of this, folks. He might score 40 a game next year. And there's going to be another <laughs> one there next year, too. Yeah. I mean, I just – uh, he he is really good. Um, like I said, uh, there were a lot of coaches and uh, scouts, and he made one play uh, under the basket. He he was basically he was being triple teamed, and he it took him two tries because the first shot was kind of stuffed back yeah. at him, and he was under the basket. Like it was not an easy position, but he muscled it up and he scored the point. And these two coaches looked at each other with their mouths wide open, and they were like fist pumping and going that was a play (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's not a question of if he'll play at the next level it's obviously where he'll play because I don't think he's going to be short of options I know he already has a few offers out already I'd have to look to see exactly where it is but uh I have a feeling you'll you'll be seeing him play big time basketball uh he he's to me he's he's that kind of a player um you know I'm not even sure what to call his position because he can play everywhere. He can play guard. He can play the wing. He can play center. Um, he can bring the ball up or, you know, he can go into the post and wait for somebody to lob it into right. him. He can score from outside. I would uh, – I, I think most nights he shoots free throws pretty good. Yeah. But yesterday he did struggle at the free throw line. Yeah, he, pro- he probably left a half dozen points – out so think about that he he would have scored over thirty if he would have had a little bit uh, better luck at the he's line. He's usually he's usually good from the line. Yeah. Um. Is there any other basketball, or do we have a little hockey to talk? We've got about? a little hockey. There were a couple of games on uh, Saturday. Uh, Northern was down at Livonia. We were watching the uh, highlight of the shootout goal by Matt Monahan that was just disgusting. Undressed the goalie. <laughs> what uh, a great play. Yeah, it was. And they were down one nothing going in, I think, going into the third period of that game, or at least late. They tied it um, and in, in the final period and then obviously went to a shootout where Monaghan got the game winner. And that's a nice win. Neutral site game against uh, Plymouth. And that's – Northern has been impressing me because I was a little worried going into this year how it would happen or what, how they would score, how they would handle it. I am I am buying stock on this Northern Hockey. Well, team. they score by committee, which I think is the best way to do it. Um, again, I I like they're big uh, on defense, at, but their big guys are mobile. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can move the puck. They can do good things with it. And Sheffer gives you a chance to win every single night. Yes, he yes, can he steal games. That is a goalie can steal a game. You are right, and he was actually MVP of. The game they do one for every single game, yeah, and he and he got it for the Huskies. But that that's a nice win. And by the way, so if you were down there, you understand why Dennis wasn't 
their broadcasting because you could just see in the video it was basically like the old pavilion but smaller <laughs> eddie edgar arena has been around for a long time i played there when i was a kid so it's been there for a long time it was not designed to have people broadcast yeah no in fact the last time i was at a game at eddie edgar it was a marysville game your uncle ron was coaching mm-hmm. uh and i had this, to, one, this is mid 90s to, to do my thing I, I had to do it on the marysville bench <laughs> so yeah uh, the game that I did uh, see was at McMorrin on Saturday afternoon. Tawas beat uh, Port Huron 7-3. to Don't uh, let the, that score uh, fool you. It was a 5-3 hockey game late in the, uh, the third uh, period, and the, uh, the, the Big Reds didn't play that uh, poorly, and Tawas was a lot better than I thought they were. They've actually won four games in a row now after just getting trounced their first two games of the season. Um, the, the, they've turned it around. Uh, I think uh, their question will be their goaltending. Tawas, the kid that played, was a little bit shaky. Mm-hmm. Um, but Tawas shoots from everywhere. They're one of those teams that if they are inside your blue line, the guy just, who's ever got the puck, is throwing it at the net. So they are of the belief just throw it at net and eventually something good will happen. Yeah, and they had 47 throw-its at the net. Uh, so in a loss, Elijah Jones made 40 saves for the uh, the Big Reds. Um, Cooper Martin has been terrific for Port here and now. You know, they, they haven't had Ethan White, and Cooper Martin has kind of taken it upon himself to be the offensive uh, leader, and he had uh, two goals and an assist in the game. And I'm going to tell you what, his first goal, the goal that opened the scoring uh, 255 into the game, was spectacular. He undressed the defenseman and then walked right out in front of the goal and picked a spot and just sniped one. And it was, of all the ten goals that I saw on Saturday – the first one was by far and away mm. the prettiest goal of the game. And that was the other thing. Tawas had a little bit of luck around the net, and the Big Reds didn't. Shots for Tawas would find openings where there weren't any and go in, and shots for the Big Reds would hit the post. Um, so it, it was that kind of a game. Seven to three. Yeah, Tawas was was a little bit better team, but I don't think they were four goals better than the Big Reds on Saturday. It just turned out that way. Mm-hmm. So it was uh, it was a decent effort by Port here and High. They are a different team with sixteen kids in their lineup, and they still got two guys out that are really good players that I hope they get back this year. Um, but uh, if that doesn't happen. They're still, with 16, they're better, and some guys have really stepped up for them. Gavin DeLong has played really well for them. Trevor Gregg has played really well for them. Um, And like I said, Cooper Martin has kind of become the guy on that team. Mm -hmm. It's nice to see it was unfortunate how the game went, but like you said, they have the numbers and they're competing, and Tawas – was also better than you thought. So. Yeah, Tawas was a lot better than I thought because I, I had seen a couple of their early scores, and like I said, they got waxed their first two games, and I'm like, oh, uh, they don't look like they're too good. And I remember last year, uh, Thumb Legion like beat them like 13 to nothing or something ridiculous like that um, in two periods. So I was thinking, yeah, might be the Big Reds' day, and they'll put a little streak together. 
And then when I got to the rink and kind of looked at it and like, oh, they Tawas has won three in a row. They're they're playing good, and they came out and they, they you know, it was it was pretty fun hockey game to do. Uh, it was one one after one. It was four to two after two, and like I say, it was five three uh, with uh, about six and a half minutes to go in the game, uh, and Tawas scored two late goals to pull away and, and you know put the game on ice. And at that point too, the big Reds are pushing trying to, right. to get the next goal, and you give up some odd man chances. Mm-hmm. So, uh, But overall, I wasn't disappointed that I got to see hockey on Saturday. Wasn't disappointed that I got to go down to see uh, basketball on uh, Sunday. Uh, and, and obviously, the atmosphere at Cross- – I know the game ended up not being good, but the atmosphere, the gymnasium's packed, uh, and Crosslex, Marysville, uh, they're, they're not really rivals. But it it's, seems it's like more, there's a good rivalry there. It's I don't want to say I feel like there's a mutual respect. Like I think they both I don't think there's a lot of disdain towards each other. I just think it, especially last year they both knew that they were both kind of on top and that they that's a game that I will still forever be mad never happened. <laughs> I, it was the the Crosslex basketball Twitter account that said they, that that's going to be the plot for Grown Ups 3. <laughs> those those two. <laughs> Maybe that'll be something we just do in the summer. We get them all together and we finally settle the score. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't, I don't know about uh, <laughs> some some coaches in the area that have certain players now at their schools might not want that game to happen because they could get physical and chippy, especially if we officiate. Oh, you would officiate? Well, if we're going to do like a, a game like that. Do grown-ups three. Do grown-ups three. I'm giving all the calls to my Wayne State now uh, colleague with DeMarco. He gets every call because he's at Wayne State. Uh-huh. Yeah. Marysville boy. Exactly. Anyway, that's why I just let you do it, and I would be on the uh, – I'd be emceeing. Yeah. Oh, I'd, so. uh, I'd, have that whole, I'd have that whole crowd going the way I officiate a game. <laughs> no one would be there by the end. No. No blood, no foul. Shunk would be tossed in the first five minutes. No blood, no foul. Oh. Let's play ball. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so, I think that's everything that's happened this since our last show. That That is, but there's a lot coming up this week, and we can talk about that next. Yes, we can. All right. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-87. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty. Small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. If your windows stick, (laughs) slip, (laughs) squeak, or leak, replace them with Anderson windows. With low E glass, low maintenance exteriors, and rich wood interiors, standard and custom sizes, they can turn simple window replacement into serious home improvement. Hi, Chip Mortimer here, inviting you to experience the difference at Mortimer Lumber. Our expert staff will be here to help before, during, and after the sale. Stop by Mortimer Lumber, 24th and Lapeer Avenue in Port Huron. 
Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810 Hey guys, Brady Beaton here to let you know that TP Logos is now at their brand new location. Now located at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville, TP Logos has the largest in-stock selection of your team's spirit wear. While the location has changed, the service has not. They still will handle all of your custom screen printing and embroidery needs. Check out tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products, including Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. Don't wait weeks for your gear. Get it in days with TP Logos. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our guarantee. We welcome you to make Port Huron Schools your district of choice. Your child will experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region at Port Huron Schools. We specialize in providing personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. This year, more than ever, we truly appreciate our families and would like to thank them for their continued support. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington, a family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. You're back with uh, Dennis and Brady. Tonight, Brady will be in Croslex for the Croslex-Brown City game in boys basketball. We kind of talked about that earlier. So let's uh, jump in Tuesday. Um, we've got uh, in boys – Yale at Marine City. Let's start there because that's where Brady will be. Yeah, the first time I get a chance to see the Mariners. And I know they beat Clintondale, and it seems like the Dragons aren't what they used to be because there was a long stretch there where Clintondale was, I'd say, like a five-year stretch where they were always a threat in the Max Silver. 
like they always had some good teams. That that will be that that'll be a fun game to see, especially since Cross or Yale beat Marysville earlier in the season. And now we get at least a little bit of a measuring stick and a rough idea where everyone matches up at. Um, I again, I'm interested to hear about Yale. Uh, I want want to to see more because we we know they had a good game against Marysville. Um, and and again, I'm looking for anybody other than Richmond who might be a force in the BWAC this year. Because two cross legs. Well, two cross legs, and just overall in yeah. in the league, like where do these teams stack up? There's always a tier, like yes. the top tier, the middle tier, the bottom tier. Who's in each tier, and how good are they? Right. Um, uh, I've got uh, girls basketball on Tuesday. Imlay City at Armada. We know Armada's got two really good young scorers, and we know Imlay City's got. Uh, a bunch of Langemans and, and they, 40s and 40s and they just scored 137 points and gave up 27 over the weekend. Yeah, you kind of saw that they lost to Lance Cruz North and you're like, ah, oh, that's disappointing. But you remember but Lance, Lance Cruz North, North is good quarterfinal team a year ago, I think. Yeah, maybe a regional finalist. Either way, they had that and. Yeah, then they reminded everyone that, yeah, no, Lons Cruz North is yeah. really good. Lons La- Cruz North was in a district that, uh, you know, they took down PH. Um, and Northern, They right? took down Anchor Bay, I think. No, no PH, PH took down and, Anchor no, cause Bay. Because Northern but played Mar- really well yeah. against them. They just came up a bit short. But that was that was one of those districts. It had Lons Cruz North. It had Dakota. It had PH. It had Northern. It had Anchor Bay. And last year it had Marysville. Yeah. I mean, the. They're not, not not too shabby of a district, and Lance Cruz North kind of went through it like a hot knife through butter. Right. Um, so uh, I'm not going to hold that against Emily City. In fact, I'm going to applaud Emily City for putting such a tough game on their schedule right away. Yes. Um, a lot of a lot of teams don't like to do stuff like that. Wednesday we've got uh, Northern and Cranbrook in hockey at uh, McMorrin, uh, and I'm actually even more excited about this game after Northern got the win over Plymouth on Saturday, and uh, they've got to be feeling good about themselves. Cranbrook is a team they stole the win from last year at Cranbrook, mm-hmm. um, and so don't think Cranbrook doesn't remember that. I think that's going to be a good game on uh, Wednesday uh, night. Right. And it's kind of getting to the point. I'm like, yes, you can get the, like the, hey, we played really well against Catholic Central. We lost 2 nothing. Hey, outside of five minutes, we played with Brother Rice. Now it's getting to the point where it's time. It's like, all right, go take one. Go prove that you've improved and you're getting better. Because while, yes, you, you're showing that you can hang with these teams and you are in this, at the dinner table with them. Go take a win from a team like Cranbrook like you did last year and really show everyone, hey, we're going to be a force all year long. All right. Uh, Wednesday night, a little off the little off the charts here, but there really wasn't much else going on. No, and uh, I figured, well, I know Marlette is supposed to be pretty decent this year. Why not uh, go see the game? They play Cass City. That's an 8 o'clock tip. The GTC East likes to do 8 o'clock tips. Yeah, I don't like to do 8 o'clock tips, but you, you wouldn't think that uh, an hour or a half hour, because a lot of times we have 7.30 games, would would be that uh, big of a, a deal, but I don't know. 
It does feel later. It, it does feel a lot later, but that's what they do. I'm interested because I, I know Cass City's going to be probably pretty good. Saw them last year against Sandusky, had that great buzzer beater uh, game. Um, and uh, Marlette, you know, we, we've heard about Miller. We, we know that they've got some athletes there right now, that this is kind of a, a good cycle for the, for the boys. So I'm interested to see how this one goes. Yeah, according to the MHSA site, that will be Cass City's opener. Really? Yes, and that Marlette has won and won. They lost to Vassar, and they beat USA, and that's their next game. So, All right. Thursday. Well, actually, do next, Marlette's next two games because they don't play after the Cassidy game. They don't play until the SC4 showcase against Ross Common. Okay. And I'm I'm sure we've got that game. I'm pretty sure we pretty do. sure we've got just about every game like in that one tournament. game we don't do yeah. in that showcase, but – it's like two teams from completely out of the area. Uh, Thursday is rivalry night in boys basketball. Uh, get these matchups. Northern at PH, St. Clair at Marine City. Um, this should be a lot of fun because I, I think everybody's kind of pretty evenly matched. And Marine City's actually won, I think, the last two or three games versus St. Clair in the boys basketball. And it was a one-point game last year at Marine City. And the, and the year before that, I want to say that there was a buzzer beater or a shot made uh, in the final seconds at St. Clair. So this has been a really good game the last couple years. And Northern PH, PH with, uh, I would say, more balanced attack. Where obviously, we've gone over what Northern is. That will be a fun one, too. Yeah, it'll be, I know, it'll be interesting to see how PH tries to deal with Tyler Jamison and if they can deal with Tyler Jamison. Yeah. All right, and then on Friday, uh, the ladies. I'll go up to uh, Croslex uh, as they take on uh, Yale. And, uh, again, we didn't get to see much BWAC girls basketball last year. We're trying to do more this season. Well, we uh, this have season. a lot more opportunity to do yeah. because it was such a compact season. Like, legit, it was, what, six weeks from the first game to Croslex versus Ferndale? Or, like, seven weeks maybe? Yeah. It went fast. It's a lot of fun, but it went fast. Boy, the COVID messed stuff up because we were so excited about basketball last year. Like, also, we just knew going in right. that it was going to be one of the greatest seasons in the last 40 years around here. By the way, I'm also going to invite the Armada team and coach Mike Becker to the Grown Ups 3 party, and they can play Marysville too. Oh, okay. Because that's another game that would have been really, really fun, and we just didn't get it. Well, that, that's fine. I can I can officiate two. That's I think fine. I can get up and down for two. Or at least, and then go, you're going to have to take me out on a stretch. Or we could just do like a, a like a Friday Saturday thing. There's plenty okay. of parks in the area. There are. Uh, Marysville Lakeview is the girls' basketball game you're going to see on uh, Friday. Yeah, this Brady game. the the Lady Vikings. Uh, and I've only seen them once this year, but they're what we thought they are. Well, this is a game last year that. Lakeview won the blue, Marysville won the gold, and Lakeview beat them a year ago. That was down there. This will be a nice uh, measuring stick, a nice litmus test early for the Vikings. But they spread it around. They've got uh, a lot of players. Kane does what she does, but everybody else chips in. Um, and, man, do they play defense. Mm-hmm. I don't know what, what Rathji's teaching them, but he teaches them defense. He teaches them conditioning. Yeah. They, yeah, they do. They they go non stop from opening tip to final buzzer. Uh, and then a hockey doubleheader to uh, wrap up the week on uh, Saturday. Uh, Northern gets Flint Powers. 
in the early game, and Marysville will play Stony Creek in the second game, and you saw Stony Creek against Northern. Yeah. Uh, so this will be an interesting game. Yeah. I don't think Marysville and Northern are slated to play again, but I kind of want to see them play at the end of the season. Um, yeah, because they played in the man's. They won't match up in the uh, in the local showcase. Right. Marysville will actually play PH. Right. And Anchor Bay will play Northern. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little – because usually you always got, like, the early season test when they would play each other in the man's. And you're like, okay, this is where they stack up at the beginning of the year. But anyone will tell you you're a lot different team in February than you are in November – and usually you got to see how those two teams progress throughout the year. And sometimes I think, wouldn't you even get it three times? There this? there have been times, yeah, where we got it three times. Of course, obviously, the the last few years they've been playing in the playoffs together. Right. That's different this year, and unfortunately. And that's, that's disappointing. Because so. I, I kind of like wanted to local see teams together. where they would match up by the end of the year because Northern's gotten better. And I think Marysville's started to put it together with their young team. They, they well. won Friday night 5-4. to four. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, they played Walled Lake Western yeah. at like 10 p.m. down there. They probably just got home. And, and, I, and I think on Tuesday they're home to Walled Lake, one of the other ones. It might be Walled Lake Western again. Home. No, I, I, it's one of the other ones. It's like Northern. Walled Lake Northern or Walled Lake Central or something like that. Uh, Wald Lake. They were at Wald Lake Northern. They're home to Wald Lake Western. Yeah, tomorrow. So they they got a nice five four win Friday in Wald Lake, and one of the Wald Lake teams coming uh, tomorrow night to play them at McMoran Arena. So go Vikings. Yeah. Got anything else? I think that's it. It feels like we've talked for a long time, but there's a lot to talk about. There was a lot to talk about. Good show, and uh, again. Brady is up in Croswell tonight for boys basketball, so uh, catch him for that. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.